0: Welcome to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. You're listening on EWTN Radio or St. Gabriel Radio. Beyond Damascus is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Perfect. Hello and welcome to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. My name is Aaron Richards. I'm one of the executive directors here at Damascus, the missionary campus where we work to awaken, empower, and equip a generation to live the adventure of the Catholic faith. And what an awesome mission it is. You know, we're trying to proclaim that truth, that an authentic encounter with Jesus, it it, it truly can't exist outside of a life poured out on mission. Right. So uh, I'm here in the illustrious Damascus Media Studio. I'm joined by my brothers, my my friends, Mr. Uh, Dan Demite. Welcome,
1: Dan. What's up, guys? <laughs> and Brad Ron. Yes. Yeah. What's up, guys?
2: Good to be with you. <laughs>
1: Beyond Damascus. This is exciting, guys. We're just really blessed to be able to do this uh, podcast and to share the truths that God's been pouring out onto us as a community with the rest of the world. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. So St. Paul, uh, he popularized the term Damascus. Damascus is a historical city, but St. Paul was the guy who on his way to Damascus, he was awakened to new faith, Mm -hmm. right? He encountered the person of Jesus. He was empowered through the prayer of the missionary community at Damascus, and then ultimately he was equipped and sent out on mission. And that's what we want to do here at mm-hmm. Damascus. And that's what we want to do here on the show Yeah,
2: is and then, to awaken,
0: empower, and equip a generation.
2: That's right. Yeah. And I, I was just going to add that St. Paul, like, what did he do? He went and he brought life to the churches. And that's what we want to do now is we want to bring life to the churches. And, uh, oh, man. and I, I think our churches
1: need a lot of life. Right? <laughs> that's right. That's right. It's just like, we, we like to say there's nothing boring about Catholicism. There's just a lot of boring Catholics. And <laughs> so like, let's just break the this myth that Catholicism is boring and let's just own up to the fact that if the church is lame, it's because we haven't brought... The fire of the Holy Spirit in the church, Mm -hmm. and uh, we're here to to hopefully awaken you guys and and have some fun of bringing some fire.
0: Yeah, so we are the show where encounter meets mission. We went back and forth internally a little bit as we're kind of relaunching the show today as to whether that language was even appropriate Mm -hmm. uh, as sort of our tagline. You know, is 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 encounter and mission? Are these like are these Christianese uh, (laughs) terminology that we should be avoiding? I, I think the answer ultimately is no, right in. Where encounter meets mission. These are terms that are actually not necessarily a part of just the DNA mm-hmm. at this place, Damascus. But these are a part of our our, our DNA as Christians, right? Mm-hmm. That that we are we are a, pre, a people who are built for an encounter with Jesus mm-hmm. and built to be sent on mission. Mm-hmm. So, uh, as we as we jump into today's show, kind of that that's where we start. We're starting at the roots, ask, actually asking the Lord to to reveal to us what it means to be a people who's who is built for encounter with
2: him. Yeah, that's right. And and being built for encounter with him, we're also built for relationship with him, right? That when we encounter people, like the people that are going to be listening to this podcast, when we encounter each other here at this table, the relationship that we have it gets better. It increases. And so, encounter, relationship, we're made for it all.
0: So, I want to introduce us to to what I what I've identified as the five steps to encounter. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now, that we're going to we're going to go ahead and uh, copyright that
2: encounter in five easy steps. Yeah, is this an alien encounter? <laughs> this, is, this, is a, this is a
0: book that I'm writing okay, got it. <laughs> right now. Uh, so here's the deal: in an encounter with Jesus, um, I think that a good path to get there. If, if, as you're hearing these words, you're thinking to yourself, "Like oh, that's all well and good," um, I don't know if I could ever. I can know. I don't know if I could say that I could identify the last time I actually mm. had a powerful mm. encounter with Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, first, we're gonna always start in scripture. Um, scripture is like our—it's our—it's our foundation for understanding the promises of God, mm-hmm. right? That God speaks to us. Sometimes, uh, uh, you know, I- I've heard it said that uh, I—that God doesn't talk to me, that God doesn't speak to me. Well, um, one time I was—I was praying up in my room. I was 16 years old, and I was thinking that to myself, and then I looked down and I realized my Bible was open in front of me, and God was like, "Yep." there are 700,000 of my words that I spoke to you. <laughs> <I'm like, laughs> They're there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just look at them, right? <laughs> uh, so coming from a place of scripture, we're gonna look at testimony. Um, one of the best ways that we can encounter the power of God is actually through hearing the testimony of how he's worked in other people's lives. That when we mm-hmm. hear the testimony of the way that God has worked, it, it actually, it, it it's an invitation. It's a permission for God to do again in others what he's done in us, mm-hmm. or to do in us what he's done in others. Mm-hmm. So we hear the testimony of the saints. We hear the testimony of our peers, of yeah. those heroes of the faith that have gone before us, right? We hear testimony of, uh, of scripture. And then ultimately we have to root ourselves in an expectation that uh, uh, faith, right? A faith that God will keep his promises. And when we root ourselves in faith and expectation, mm-hmm. then, then we can move to step four. Ready? Mm-hmm. Uh, step four is invitation. Mm-hmm. That we actually make an active invitation for God to act. And then we back it up through actually activating all of those all of those components, right? There's there's a million different ways in the church to to pray powerfully and meaningfully, mm-hmm. and we can activate those in really practical ways. So, scripture, testimony, expectation, invitation, and activation. That's where we're going to go today. Why am I laying it out up front? Because uh, my goal is that as as we share, guys, as we kind of go back and forth through the course of today's show, that we would be ready and receptive to see that come alive in us.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Let's start with scripture. I just think that like, ah, man, I sometimes I'm at mass and I just get so frustrated at people because I'm like, they're like the gospels being proclaimed and Jesus is like in the gospel. Mm. He's like healing people or raising (laughs) dead people back to life. And people are just Mm -hmm. sitting there like not even like, there's no expectation that the encounters in scripture are meant to be a testimony of what's going to happen in my life. And like when I read scripture, like Jesus approaches me, like he approached James and John, Peter and Andrew. Jesus comes to me Mm -hmm. in my deafness, in my blindness, in my crippledness in my yeah. broken lifestyle to heal me. And he comes to me to raise me from the dead. And when we see scripture is simply kind of like the the kind of the preface of the show of my life, the, mm-hmm. the way God wants to work, mm-hmm. it raises that expectation of like, oh man, I want to encounter God like Moses encountered God. I want to encounter <laughs> yeah. God like Elijah. I want like what Jeremiah got. Yeah. I want that for me, what Peter, what Paul, yeah. I want this. And when you, when, when, we, when we kind of, I think what the problem with modernity is we limit God's power is thanks. I know. (laughs) I can't believe I got it out of my mouth. The problem with modernity is we limit God's power Mm -hmm.
2: based off of other people's experiences as opposed to the promise that God makes in scripture. Yeah. And I think that's something that we see in the church all the time that when you're having conversations about like, what is it in the church right now? That's, that's not meshing. I think it's, given so many names. Like some people will say it's these issues and some people will say it's these issues. But I think the predominant issue in the church today is not a matter of politics or a matter of economics, but it's a matter of indifference. That Mm -hmm. the good news isn't the good news anymore. That when you read the scriptures, It's not good news. It's just that news that we've heard before that falls in line with all of the other stories. And it's not come alive in a movie, like a Marvel movie that we're wrapped into. And so the story just falls on deaf ears to your point, Dan. But if we can actually read those stories, like we're reading them for the first time, envision them like they're actually happening, which they did, then our entire lives... W- well
1: and I think the challenge is do we believe that what God did in scripture he can do in our yeah. life right so
0: we remind ourselves of the promises of God right that that the words you know when Jesus went out into the desert um and and he was tempted by the enemy what what did he 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 looked to the promises that God speaks mm-hmm. so man does not live by bread alone but by every word that comes forth from the mouth of God that when we actually when, when we surround ourselves with that word spoken, the word of God carries power, mm-hmm. Yeah, right? It reminds us of who we are. It develops our identity.
1: Well, and if you're struggling in your faith right now too, I think that's, I mean, the word of God carries power, right? Yeah. And so if you're like, well, I want an encounter with Jesus. Well, Jesus and John 1, right? It says, I am the word. Like in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Mm-hmm. And that word yeah. made his dwelling among us. And he wants to make his dwelling among me and you mm-hmm. and he actually wants us to encounter Him as words. So let's quit talking
0: about it. Let's uh, let's activate it. I want to I want to share some of the promises that that mm-hmm. God speaks to us in Scripture. So um, mm-hmm. I I guess I am kind of a theologian. I studied theology in college. But <laughs> theologian, I, I, Aaron. Over I don't here. I don't know the I don't know the here's the, here's the deal. You want to figure it out? Just go look at like a concordance. Search on Google <laughs> the, the word. promises of God. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? So uh, here is my secret. The I looked for Google. I looked for a relationship with Jesus in Scripture. Okay, <laughs> and um, the the first one that the the first one that I my heart was drawn toward was was in John chapter fifteen verse five. Jesus makes this this declaration about the way that we. Are called to exist in relationship with him, right? Mm-hmm. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever remains in me and I in him will bear much fruit because without me, you can do nothing. Right? That <laughs> feels good. Who wants to do nothing? <laughs> I, I've got the secret sauce. If you want to be a failure in life, try to do life yes. apart from Jesus. <laughs> That's kind of what I've been going for. Right? <laughs> yeah. That, that, that we, you know, what does it mean to be attached to the vine? Yeah, I, yeah, I, right. uh, we, I even in even in professional ministry, I think um, I operate from this mindset. I find myself falling into this place so many times that, like, I go oh. and I go and I go and I pour out and I pour out and I pour out. And hey, you know, it's time for me. I just need I need a little break. Mm-hmm. I need a little me time yeah, right. to go back and to recharge
1: and to refresh. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's the way that Christians were designed to operate. No, and just, I mean, it's this whole idea of encounter has to be more than just like thinking about God as well, right? It's got to be that remaining yeah. in God. That, like he's the source of life. And so mm-hmm. like the me time isn't enough. It's that I have a this, this source of life that's fueling me, that's feeding <laughs> me, that's yeah. driving me and allowing me to stay alive.
0: Yeah, the, 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 little, the little grape branches, they don't have to, they don't have to struggle and go back and get refreshed. Right. Um, I saw this analogy. They they stay attached. We, yeah. we looked out the window. There's a bunch of dead grapevines hanging on our trees out here. <laughs> Why? Because we, we cut them off the vine. The vine.
1: Yes, <laughs> yeah. that's right. We, I saw this analogy one time. It was a three day retreat, and the uh, the first day the the person goes and cuts a branch off of a tree, and they're they're like, "This is your relationship with God. It's alive. It's green. It's vibrant." And then mm. over the course of the four days, or um, the 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 stuff that leaves just start to shrivel and die. And mm-hmm. it is, it's like whenever mm-hmm. I see a dead leaf, I'm like, oh man, apart from God, like apart from prayer and apart from that encounter with him daily, I just start to shrivel up yeah. and mm-hmm. I, I lose the source of life.
2: Yeah, and that, that branch that comes forth from the vine looks so similar to the vine. I think that's what I love about it so much is that as I remain attached mm-hmm. to the vine, the life that I'm bringing forth is all because of the life that the vine is bringing to my branch. And so I begin seeing my life in light of Jesus, which brings us back to the scripture idea that like when I'm looking at scripture, am I looking at Jesus's life as something that's been here and gone or something that's active now for me and through me that like when I remain attached to Jesus, I can do all things. Yeah. When I'm not attached to Jesus, I can do nothing, right? And so I think that just brings us back into Scripture. It allows us to to chew on just like the words of Jesus more and more. That like, what does that mean for you to be alive and active now and through me, bringing the same fruit you've brought into me? Yeah, through me.
0: You wanna you wanna learn to see what Scripture says about relationship? Just look at the Psalms, right? Yeah, that that you've got this. You've got this. It's like a it's an insight into the prayer journal of. Of David, David, in Solomon.
2: <laughs> like, right. Gosh, uh,
1: yes. you know uh, their prayer journal is a lot better than my prayer journal. By the way,
2: <laughs> it's, mine's it's like, like today I'm was doing, a tough day. Yeah, I'm doing like, something wrong. I I'm like, I'm on the it. beaten path.
1: <laughs> so it, it, they're take, also highly emotive. It's like a, like highs and lows, David. What's going on, man? <laughs> <laughs> you're like up and so down. so. Let's let's read oh, ourselves. Taste
0: and see that the <laughs> Lord is good, right? Blessed is the one who takes refuge yeah. in Him. Um. Here's a here's a great image for Dan. I'm sure you'd like this. As a deer longs for streams of water, my soul longs for
2: you. <laughs> 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 well, why do you say that? Like,
1: you, like, I would like. you. I just see you, like, you. I see you. You follow deer all little, campus, the campus like all like of the time. Deer. Yeah, I, I like little cute deer. <laughs> what, what if?
0: I mean, what if we understood that? Like, it, it's it's just it's the story that was developed for thousands of years and then was fulfilled in the person of Jesus. Yeah. That that we're we're created for relationship with with God. Yeah. We we can't yeah. exist apart from him. Yeah. And um, and furthermore, when we encounter relationship with him, that's when we come alive, taste mm-hmm. and see that the Lord is good, mm-hmm. right? And I don't know, to wrap it up, um, it, we, 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 hear it a, we hear it a handful of different ways in scripture, but Romans chapter eight, I think really beautifully uh, communicates this. Those who are led by the spirit of God are children of God. For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear but you received a spirit of adoption mm-hmm. through which we cry. What? Abba, father, mm-hmm. right? That we, mm-hmm. we, we pray it every Sunday. It's, it's the prayer that's on our lips. It's been memorized since we were little, you know, kindergartners, but, but we, we pray those words as Jesus taught us to call God, our, our father. Mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. it's it's just an it's an affirmation of the fact that we are built for encounter and relationship and if your christian life is not marked mm-hmm. by those moments of intimate encounter like there's something wrong
1: mm-hmm. yeah and i love that imagery because it's just like <clears throat> you know whether you have a relationship with your dad or not, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. It's very clear. Like when, like you just when you start talking about someone's dad, they're like, oh, I have a good relationship with my dad or I don't have a good relationship with that. It's mm-hmm. not like, oh, I know a lot no. about my dad. I learned about my dad. Like uh, I know about my dad's life. No, it's like I either have a good relationship or I don't. And we were made yeah. for a good relationship with our dad. And yeah. Jesus was the revelation of dad, right? That he mm-hmm. came into the world to reveal God to man. And so if I want to have a deeper relationship with Abba Father, and to know what it means to be a son of God, and mm-hmm. to live in relationship with this God, I look at the life of Jesus, and I say, the mm-hmm. life of Jesus, yeah. and the relationship Jesus had with the Father, that's the relationship the Father wants with me, right? Yeah. that And mm-hmm. baptism uh, uh, gives us the opportunity to actually enter into Jesus's relationship that he has with the father and the mm-hmm. father's relationship with Jesus. And so like, it's like baptism is like our, like into the Trinity. Like, dude, I, I need a network with the tr- I need to get into this, like this amazing community
2: of love. Right. Yeah.
1: And baptism gets us into that community, which mm-hmm. is that
2: relationship. Yeah. And in the Psalms, I haven't been able to get past the idea of taste and see that the Lord is yeah. good, that you were... reading there, Aaron, because just what you were saying earlier, Dan, that like when we go into a church, I think we've bought into the lie that the idea is that we should come and hear that the Lord is good Mm -hmm. instead of to taste and to see that the Lord is good. That's very different, right? To come and hear, Mm -hmm. that can be all external. To taste and see is all internal. Like taste is experience and sight is perception. And if I'm tasting and seeing that the Lord is good, when I experience him and taste differently, I see him differently. I perceive him differently. And that's, that's like the story of scripture. And yeah. I know that we're getting to testimony, but that's the story of testimony that I've perceived God as good because I've experienced him as good. Yeah. And now let me tell you about that or let me read yeah. someone else who has tasted and seen that the Lord is good. This is Raul Gatto, founder of the JP2 Catholic Radio Network. Catholic Radio promotes the sense of the personal encounter. a type of encounter found between a radio host and callers helps to soften up the heart and open it up to receive the word, which is the good news. As a result, hearts are transformed and lives are saved because of Catholic Radio.
0: The world needs EWTN Catholic
2: Radio, now more than ever. Brian Patrick and a panel of international contributors showcase the universality of Catholicism. Each week on The Catholic Sphere, we connect with EWTN contributors from different parts of the world. Each, I think, has a unique perspective on issues of concern for all of us as Catholics. It reminds us that we're really a universal church. Christ called all of us to be his disciples. The Catholic Sphere, tomorrow afternoon, 2.30 Eastern on EWTN Radio.
0: Welcome back to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. Beyond Damascus is aired on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network and right here in Central Ohio on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio you know, as we, as we talk about scripture, I think, so step number two in our, our five steps to encounter with Jesus is testimony. You know, scripture, Brad, you kind of made the connection, right? That scripture and testimony are, they walk hand in hand. Mm-hmm. And the distinction that I, I think it's good to draw is just that scripture is the promise of God over us. We certainly hear story and testimony of experience in scripture, but a lot of times I can read what happens in a book, even a book like the Holy scripture, like the word of God. <laughs> and I can think for whatever reason that, that that's not applicable to my life. Yeah, Right. It's not real for me. Mm-hmm. So uh, step two is, is when, you know, if you want to be encouraged, if you want to be invited into encounter with Jesus, uh, surround yourself with people who can share testimony, who can build faith yeah. about, about how their encounter with Jesus has been, has been, you know, transformative. Yeah. And if we're not
2: convinced by this, like just think about any time you've been told something from someone that like led you to do something, you know? Um, yes. when you were talking about testimony there, Aaron, I was thinking about in college. So I went to Ohio State. And I'm uh, from like a little small town of Portsmouth, Ohio. And um, Portsmouth doesn't have a whole lot of things that Columbus does. And when I got to Ohio State, I wasn't familiar with a lot of like the restaurants or even like the fast food (laughs) chains. And I got like to Morrill Tower at Ohio State. And I was in this room with like, I don't even remember, probably like 25 guys. I'm just kidding. It was probably like 10, but like we were just packed in there. And one of the guys was like, Hey, I'm going to Keynes. Does anyone want to go? I was like, Canes? Oh man. Like, what is it? What what's Kanes? Like, what are you talking about? He's like, raising Canes chicken fingers? I was like, I like chicken <laughs> fingers, but man, I, I have no idea what you're saying. He goes, Well, let me just tell you this. It's the best chicken fingers you'll ever have, the best sweet tea you'll ever have. And as soon as he said sweet tea, I'm like, sold. And uh, there was just something about that. And I, I know it's like. And I don't, was, don't know. It like, was, like, was
0: your life transformed? It was the, transformed the forever. My,
2: my body weight was also transformed for the <laughs> next uh, year or two. And um, I, I just think, though, it's a good story to, like, just ground us in the idea that that testimony matters. That, like, when someone shares with you something and they share it with you passionately and they share it with you wholeheartedly, like, yeah. even if it's something like Cane's. Like, Did you enjoy Cane's? I loved it. Like cane sauce to this day. So I had the same experience. And someone was like, duh,
1: like you've got to try canes. And I'm like, oh, "Oh, okay. And so I got like super hyped up for canes. I was like, I I know where you're going. I know where you're going. Don't say it. This isn't that good. And and everyone can turn the podcast off But here's the crazy thing. I'm like (laughs) still convinced that canes is the best that there is. I'm like, I just haven't experienced how good it is yet. (laughs) (laughs) I must have just got a bad box combo. Yeah. So the testimony has convinced me that it is the best. I'm just like, man, man, Maybe I just, I still got to keep trying it. <laughs> Testimony's more, more valuable yes. than your personal experience. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'll, I'll stay faithful that Keynes is the best and I just have to yeah. continue but trying. But there is
2: just something about us. There's something in us that's wired to respond to testimony. Yeah. It's it's war, like anytime someone tells me a good story, I'm like in it. And, and if it's got, about them yeah. and something they experienced, I'm like, I, I want to experience yeah. that. You so got to so, check out this movie. It was right. amazing. You got to listen uh-huh. to this
1: band. It's insane. It's insane. Like, yeah. right? Like whatever you right. hear, you want to... Engage, And I just think like, well, where's testimony in the Catholic church? Like when was the last time you were at mass and you heard someone testify to the fact that Jesus changed their life? Right. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I just wonder, like, does it make sense for our churches to begin or end mass or somehow (laughs) testify? Why? Because I want to be a place... I want to be at a place where lives are being changed. Right. Mm -hmm. And so if we're not testifying that God is a God of transformation, God's a God who changes lives. If we're not sharing that week after week, then why do I show up week (laughs) after week? Mm -hmm. Right. Like, and I think sometimes our Protestant brothers and sisters, they're testifying so much. They're like, "The God's moving here. God's moving here. God's moving here. Well, as a normal human being, because yeah. I'm hardwired for this, I want to be where God's moving. Yeah. And so sometimes because we fail to testify mm-hmm. where God's moving, we lose people yeah. to those who are
2: testifying. Yeah. Well, and testimony is the tradition of the church, you know, like... I, I will say oh, Saint John
0: Newman
1: does testimonies.
2: What's that at mass? Oh yeah, Damascus. nice. There That's you go. That's amazing. Some parishes hey. do
1: Good testimonies word. at mass. That's. Uh, I think it's it's a game changer. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean,
0: here at Damascus, like this, this is it's one of the most consistently impactful parts of our program. Right. Um, right. Where so at the end of every at the end of every retreat or summer camp, we have the opportunity for kids to actually stand up in front of their peers. Yeah. And share the testimony of what God's yeah. done in their lives, and it's it's just amazing to see these, you know. Uh, what's our goal? Our goal is that we lead young people into an encounter with Jesus mm-hmm. so that they could be charged for mission. Yep. And and it's just, it's so funny to mm-hmm. see these kids, you know, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth uh, graders stand up on stage and yeah. just come alive with mm-hmm. like an apostolic zeal as they mm-hmm. exhort their peers. Why? Because because they've been touched by the person of
1: Jesus. Yeah.
2: that's right, That's right. And they have something to share. Like we all have something to share. Like what's going on? in our lives and how is Jesus impacting that? That that should be able to be asked by every Christian yeah. and every Christian should find an answer to that. Here's what's yeah. happening in my life. Here's what God's been doing amidst that. And here's what he's bringing me to do after that. Yeah. And so. And everyone has
1: a million testimonies, right? Like, so yeah. I have a testimony as to why I believe that the Eucharist is the real presence of God. I have a testimony as to why mm-hmm. I believe in the power of confession. I yeah. have a testimony of how I encountered Jesus in prayer this week right yeah, like any yeah. any question of like where is god moving and mm-hmm. active and alive in your life, it's yes. a testimony, right? That's like right. I, I, I have a testimony of the fact that my uncle was in the hospital with COVID and it was looking like extremely bad, right? And through prayer and intercession, he's healed and he went home yesterday. So I can testify to the glory of God that God mm-hmm. uh, uh, saved a man who was on his deathbed through the power of inter- Yeah, absolutely, it's amazing. <laughs> you did. Just and There's a testimony. Yesterday, During the he's testimony coming portion. home. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Right. Crazy. So there's just there's power in testimony. Because yeah. as you said earlier, Aaron, when we testify to the power of God, it gives hope that, wow, what God did
2: there, mm-hmm. he can do
1: again. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah, That's the fundamental testimony of Christianity is that God pursued me, yeah. that he came after me, that he didn't give up on me. Like that is, that's that's what it is. And if if that's like not shared, if that's not lived out, then we're doing a disservice to the, the church that's been built off the story of saints. It's been built yeah. off the story of Men and women like us, like yeah. average everyday people that are just trying to get through the world and God breaks in and He brings them into His world, and then yeah. the world looks different and that's yeah. that's testimony. It's like e- even with where we're at in the Christian walk when a, a little eighth grader gets up there and testifies, yeah. it blesses my life.
1: yeah <laughs> because
2: I hear what they say, and I'm like, the way that you experienced him so purely, Lord, Humble my heart to pursue you like that. Yeah. Because it's the simplest stories that create the greatest impact in me, oftentimes. Yeah. And so I, I think testimony, it's this beautiful two sided reality where, yes, I should be experiencing the Lord and testifying. But if you're in a place like where you feel like you're not experiencing God, read. About someone who has, yeah, and allow your heart to then plead with the Lord that mm. something like that would be real for you, ok,
1: so Brad, I have a question. so yeah. this is this is a legit question, right? Okay, so sure. what
2: <laughs> what happens? So you heard
1: testimony that Keynes was amazing. Yes, and you experienced Keynes and you thought it was amazing, yes. right? I heard testimony that Keynes was amazing. I got hunger built in me, literally, expectation <laughs> built faith. in me. Yeah, I went yeah, 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 yeah. and I was let down because Keynes wasn't as good as I thought. Yeah. So yeah. How, what do we do when we're testifying in the church and we're like, I experienced God like this. I experienced God like this. I got this. I got this. Yeah. And it builds faith in someone and they're they're hungry all of a sudden. They're like, I want to experience God like Keynes, right? And then, yeah. But then they sure. don't sure. and then they're led to disappointment, mm-hmm. right? What do we do about that? Yeah. Well, don't we
2: have to be real? I think the first thing is like testimony is not made up. it's honest. yeah and, and the testimony of the great Saints, they're honest about the the ways they didn't experience what they expected and the ways they experienced something that wasn't expected you know and like some of us we mm. show up at the Eiffel Tower on a rainy day. yeah you know some of us <laughs> yeah. some of us like like we do yeah. and, and that happens that that doesn't take away from the fact that the Eiffel Tower on a beautiful night, Beautiful. Yeah. I just showed up on a rainy day. Mm -hmm. And and sometimes that's because of circumstances around me. Sometimes um, my my vision isn't super clear that day because I only got three hours of sleep and I'm rubbing my eyes. Like, I I think that testimony, we 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 do well to see testimony as authentic representation, not as exaggerated storytelling. Yeah. That like my testimony is real. Like I'm a human being who is trying to pursue an infinite God. And sometimes my hunger that I build up is, uh, I don't know, disordered or not aimed in the right way at a given moment. And God doesn't come through in this way, but lo and behold, when I'm faithful to him, he comes through in this way. And then that story awakens someone else. Whereas if he came through in this way, I would have just attributed it all to the person who told me that could happen. Yeah. But instead he's like, well, no, not here. But if you stay with me, then here. I think something about honesty. Is yeah to be at play with them. yeah no I so think it's so, great. so
0: how do we how do we actually activate this in our lives right yeah. we can we can activate scripture by going mm-hmm. back to the promises of God and, and and entering into study and remembering that God speaks purpose over our life and mission mm-hmm. how do we how do we actually activate as Christians this this pursuit of being inspired through testimony
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's the, a question. Yeah. No, no no, <laughs> no, no, no. It's, a good, it's such a usually good... Usually you ask rhetorical questions and then you answer your own questions. So I was like, ready. Yeah. Okay, tell me. But for everyone know. watching, Aaron's the smartest one at the table. So yeah, I wasn't we thinking just of just an defer. answer because I thought you had it. So <laughs> how do we activate activate testimony? I think... I think we just, we keep hungering. I think mm-hmm. hunger is the the key. So like, if I desire a breakthrough and experience of God, I may show up to the Eiffel Tower on a rainy day, mm-hmm. um, but not every single day is going to be rainy. Sooner or later, he's going to break through. That's you know, I think of like the man... That showed up at the the waters of Bethesda. It says he had been he he had been coming for 38 years, right? Mm -hmm. Like, oh my like, could you imagine being crippled and crying out for 38 years that Mm -hmm. God would heal you and 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 day after day, year after year, like building up hope, building up expectation that he would be the first one to get to the waters of Bethesda and Mm -hmm. be healed. And Mm -hmm. like just the the amount of faithfulness of showing up every day, like he showed up day after day and Finally, after 38 years, Jesus shows up. And in an instant, his entire life is transformed. And I know there's probably some people who like, you've been showing up faithfully and you're like, I want to know Mm -hmm. God. And Mm -hmm. you haven't experienced the depths of God like you want. like keep going, right, like right. just pursue him. I know that like I've experienced God in powerful ways and I'm mm-hmm. still not satisfied. Like yeah. all of heaven is this like in like entering into the beatific vision of this yeah. pursuit of the depths of God. And guess what? You'll never get all of God. And so like mm-hmm. literally all of heaven will be this. I, I'm not satisfied. I want more yeah, satisfaction. Yeah. Not, like this, <sighs> this tension of like perfectly satisfied yeah. and yeah. yet wanting
2: more. Yeah. Well think about St. Monica, right? Like as you're saying that, like, St. Monica wanted so much for St. Augustine, like so, like so much. Yeah. And St. Monica just was pleading and pleading. But did she say like, after, I don't know, however many years, you know what? It's a lost cause. (laughs) It was like, no, like I'm going to continue to contend. I'm going to continue to show up in prayer because I believe you're faithful God. I believe the the scriptural promises you've made and I'm going to stay true to my prayer. And then look at St. Augustine. Like Baller. Baller. One of <laughs> the greatest saints ever. And talk about testimony. Like, yeah, he yeah. is like one of the primary testifiers in the church's history.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know? And uh, it, I mean, it's, it's beautiful seeing St. Augustine. Why? Because I mean, his kind of his, his most famous phrase that, that we identify is a very affirmation of this show, mm. right? That um, our, our hearts are restless until they rest in you. Oh God. Right. Mm. Yeah. Our hearts are restless until they rest in you. And, um, kind of to wrap up our conversation on testimony because i want to move on to uh to step number three, expectation, mm-hmm. right? You know what Dan, you and I were having a conversation a number of years ago about just the variety of ways that Jesus comes to meet us that you know you and I studied at Ohio Dominican and were formed in the in the Dominican school of thought, right? yeah there's a billion different religious orders, why? because God communicates. In a billion different ways to a billion different people. Is
1: it actually a billion? Have Probably. you is this is this Wikipedia's <laughs> informed it's pretty, you? Of this? Pretty, okay, got pretty specific. <laughs> estimate. There's a lot of religious <laughs> orders. Woo! All right, so, got it. Uh, what's
0: what's the moral of the story here? If you know, um, if if Keynes is was not the testimony that brought you to ultimate fulfillment, mm, right? Mm, uh, mm. Seek out the testimony of mm. of. A Chick Fil A. That's a good, good word. I <laughs> mean,
1: I'll tell you what: Chick Fil A's breakfast <laughs> chicken is insane. You know, the rolls are I've, so sweet and like. I've got oh. dual
0: motivations here. I was, bef- as Brad was was waxing eloquent about ch- about mm-hmm. cans, I was thinking, you know, what is it that actually gets sponsorship for a podcast? <laughs> is it that? <laughs> and then and then Dan started <laughs> Oh
1: dang it! Dan. So Chick Fil A, true and true. <laughs> no, uh, it's, it, people. We're all make, in agreement. Make your Chick-fil-A's own decision for the. Uh, no, I, I, I. I For years in college, I was trying to convince people that God was alive in the midst of like this like apathetic culture, and Mm -hmm. I remember like I would use Augustine's like like proofs for the existence of God, and I would like enter into these deep conversations with people, and they just didn't give a crap, right? Like they it was and I, I was so frustrated so then i just started using testimony and like people are like why like i don't believe in god i'm like well i believe in god because yeah. i've experienced him yeah. and like it would kind of shred them of their intellectual like superiority because yeah. Yeah. you can't deny the fact that i've encountered jesus you can deny Augustine's proof for the existence of God you want. You can like complain about the problems in the church. But when I say like Jesus like invaded my life and he gave me peace and and love and I'm different, like you can't deny that. And what I started Mm -hmm. to see is that the intellectual conversation, while it has an important place in, in the formation of a person, testimony actually disarmed a person and mm-hmm. opened their heart mm-hmm. and made them say to themselves well maybe i want to try that experience yeah, yeah. right and what? some people that didn't appreciate what i had to say intellectually and philosophically they actually started to ask more questions when i was like mm-hmm. wait you got that from jesus i kind yeah. of i want that as well yeah. and i think that's where testimony really leads to expectation it's like Whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. You told me Jesus gave you love. I've been longing for love. Like, Mm -hmm. whoa, whoa! Jesus gave you peace. Like Jesus, like you, you know him. You heard his voice. I want that too. And it gives purpose. Yeah, I want purpose too. It's expectation. All of a sudden, like I want it. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Okay, so we want to we want to take five steps to encounter. Right? Uh, How do I come into an encounter with Jesus? How do I bring other people into encounter with Jesus? Number one, proclaiming the truth of Scripture over us. Number two. Surrounding ourselves with testimony, I think that's a that's a an evangelistic call, mm-hmm. and it's also a reminder of how we need to be filled ourselves. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, um, you know, if you're looking for a place, stay tuned to Beyond Damascus. Yeah, yeah. Why do we root ourselves in testimony on many of our shows? Why? Because we know this mm-hmm. is necessary yeah. for us, for us, and for all. And it's yeah. really
2: fun to brag on God. Yeah. He's yeah, like the awesome. best person
0: to brag
1: on cuz he does <laughs> it, the coolest
2: crap. Well, and and it's and it's remembrance. Like what does Jesus say, "Do this in memory of me." Oh, like we're know. made to remember and yeah. we'll forget. If yeah. we don't talk about it, we'll forget. It's just the way that we work.
0: Yeah, so so surround yourself with testimony. You know, St. Ignatius said that, wasn't it that, that he found his conversion mm-hmm. when he opened up the Book of the Saints? Yeah. Pick up a Book of the Saints. Right. Like, pick up pick up the Lives of the Saints. If that doesn't work, find an amazing Ignatius, podcast. Ignatius, right. Can... right. Yeah. All right, we're
1: going to do a real-life example of how testimony leads to expectation, which leads to encounter, okay? Oh, man, you're so, jumping to step three. Okay. Oh, so, <laughs> so here's the deal. Hands so, off. All right, so uh, Aaron, give a testimony of a time where you proclaimed claimed an ex like a testimony to someone who needed healing. And then because of the word of testimony, you elevated the expectant, like the expectant faith in them. And then they experienced mm-hmm. healing. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Maybe okay. even tell your guys' story <laughs> of healing. Since it's the first like, <laughs> like time we have you here together. That, that's awesome. Yeah. So, <laughs>
0: uh, Okay. This is going to be fun. You got five
1: minutes, all right? Get this done. We don't got. No, I'm just kidding.
0: (laughs) Okay, so uh, we were we were at a we were at a retreat um, Mm -hmm. at a at a senior class retreat here at Damascus. This was second year of mission for you. All boys retreat, senior. If you ever want (laughs) to if you ever want to engage in a, a wild game, just do something that was appropriate for. For like elementary school kids with seniors in high school, yeah. Yeah. with way and too much <laughs> testosterone, <laughs> and they'll get out of control. Yeah. they got really <laughs> out of very control. They right. were playing the there balloon game. Blood the everywhere. balloon game is a very simple game where you tie a balloon to your ankle and then try to smash other people's balloons with only yeah. your feet. And with the men of uh, of Saint Charles, it became a bloodthirsty death match. <laughs> yeah, it was so great. Which I was great. Yeah, yeah, me too. So I walk. Well, into the, I, so I walk into the space. Brad's Brad's kicking button, taking names, and. I see uh I see out of the corner of my eye uh, a, a large high school senior flying through the air in a ninja kick directly aimed at Brad's balloon. <laughs> and and
1: I, I want a picture of this re- regrettably, he missed
0: <laughs> regrettably he missed the balloon and hit Brad's angle. <laughs> That's right. So uh so Brad hit the ground and um
1: I cried remember, like a sixth-grade girl. <laughs> yeah, something like that. you yeah. remember
0: talking to you, cause I ran over. I I am when we don't have a nurse on site i'm the self-proclaimed yeah, that's true. medical coordinator <laughs> that's, <laughs> true. that's
1: true definitely self-proclaimed <laughs>
0: so i so i ran over to check on you and mm-hmm. as you described it was very painful <laughs> you're correct like, you're like I this, couldn't is, put weight on this it. is the most pain i've ever felt in my ankle if mm-hmm. i remember correctly and uh, and the guys like tried to get you up to walk it off and it just wasn't happening yeah that's right so we went and we moved into the uh, our our health clinic yeah. and i remember telling you you know we're
1: we're going to be going to the hospital. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Your
2: brother went and started the car. <laughs> yeah.
1: And, uh, all right, wait, wait, just describe the pain. I want to hear oh, from man. your words. Ben. So like,
2: well, after I got hit, like I've rolled my ankle a ton of times, right? Because I've played sports my football entire star life. In well, Portsmouth, not, Ohio. No, no, I've rolled my ankle a lot, but, but this just felt different because as soon as I hit, like the first thing you want to do on a rolled ankle is stand up on it. Like you want to, you want to get on it and you want to like move it. And as soon as I tried to get up, it was like not happening. And then I remember you were emceeing, Dan, and you were like, is everything okay? Aaron came over. And exactly as he said, I was like, no, it's in a lot of pain. And and the boys at St. Charles are trying to get me up to like move. I'm like. I don't think I can. My so favorite I, thing was watching your face, though,
1: because you're trying to like, no, it's not in a lot of pain. Oh, it's in a lot of pain. <laughs> like, you just look. Uh, I mean, you know that face yeah, where yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah. oh, it doesn't hurt, it doesn't you're hurt. You're trying to set a tone. It was tone. kind of like constipation. To... <laughs> like, oh! yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I saw Gosh. that in your eyes. <laughs> yes, your well, face. I tried
2: yeah. to like. I usually get yeah. that out of the test. No, I'm
0: sorry, <laughs> like, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so we're in the health clinic, and um, I... You know, I decided to take a look and assess the situation. So we took off Brad's shoe as gingerly as possible.
1: Never and use that word again. <laughs> took off his took off his
0: sock, and there was it was immediately bruised. Uh, mm-hmm. There was mm-hmm. there was black like spider web bruising up his. Mm-hmm. It was just it was gross, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And um, so that that threw off some good indicators to me that this was <laughs> a bad situation. And I remember like the, touching the skin on your ankle, and you're like you're wincing in pain. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was ready to just take it to the ER, right? And uh, all of a sudden, I heard this this word in the back of my head that this is this is an opportunity. You need to pray. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I remember I shared with you, uh, you know, you and I have lived this sharing of testimony of healing. But we shared a brief testimony, and then yeah. um, and then I asked if we could pray. Yeah. And you said yes. Yeah. And then we just we prayed a simple prayer. I prayed in the name of Jesus. Pain leave Brad's ankle for the glory of God. Yeah. And. Honestly, I wasn't filled with faith. Yeah. I, I looked up at Brad, and his face was still white for mm-hmm. a different reason now. And mm-hmm. I was like, "Okay, Brad, what does it feel like?" And yeah,
2: yeah. And then it was like the pain had left. And like I think to add some from my perspective too, like I wasn't. Like super familiar. Like we had heard stories of healing. Yeah. Like I, I testimonies I, of I, healing. I, yes, exactly testimonies of healing. But I hadn't like personally experienced any healing done through me or to me. Yeah. And so when you asked, like as a good Catholic, I was like, well, yeah, we can pray. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, but we're still going to the ER. Like yeah. this is just kind of like what you do, right? But then I remember Aaron, you had me um, with my ankle. You were like, well, can you can you push my hand down at all? And I couldn't move it that way. And could could you move it out and push my hand? I couldn't move it. And can you push it in and move my hand? I couldn't move it. And I remember that moment when you looked up and I was just like taken aback because the, the throbbing <laughs> stopped. I remember you like, um, like having this smile and Aaron has a smile that you can like feel and I'm like, like something's happening. And I think at that time, what, what you've told me since is that the swelling was beginning to reduce. And that's when you asked me like, well, let's try that thing with the hand again. And I remember when I pinned your hand Yeah. and I, I looked, I remember looking at you because I was like, I need you to tell me that I'm not losing my mind, you know? But I just, anyway. I figured you were in shock. <laughs> I was like, I was totally, yeah, exactly, exactly. But then, um, yeah, I mean, the the powerful, um, the powerful thing that happened after that is you were just like, you wanted like to get up and, and try to walk on Yeah. Those. And I was like, yeah, like, I guess that. And I remember your brother's walking in to like, get ready to take us. And as he's walking in, I begin walking out. And I was just like, First step, no pain. Second step, couple calf raises. <laughs> and I was like, I can walk. Yeah. Like I can walk. And as I and, amen, right? Like, and I remember it vividly because I was just walking around the lobby, and I remember taking some time in the chapel, and I remember going back into the retreat. And I'll let you yeah. catch. Okay, wait, dope. wait,
1: pause, pause, pause. So this is really good. Let's yeah. tie it to the content, right? So yeah, we there was for years. Um, our community had been crying, like reading the promises of scripture and saying, We're not satisfied yeah. that the the promises of scripture aren't being lived in our lives. Like, if our lives are supposed to be Jesus, then we want to mm-hmm. minister like Jesus and see the miracles of Jesus. If our lives are supposed to look like the Acts of the Apostles, we want to see it, right? So, scripture mm-hmm. created this hunger in us to ask God to start moving in power again, yeah. right? Yeah. And then we started finding these pockets of people where God was moving in power, where signs and wonders, healing miracles were happening. We started to listen to their testimonies and mm-hmm. confirm the fact that the the promises of Scripture are still the promises of today, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So our expectation was growing as a community. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, because we have this hunger... There's an atmosphere of faith in our community, mm-hmm. which allowed God to move in power. And then once yeah. God moves in power, that enabled us to become the testifiers sure. to change people's lives. Yep. So let's keep yep. on with the story because yeah. it's getting good. Okay. <laughs> no, we'll, so no, I, so but, my point of view is you guys left me with 50 no. senior <laughs> boys yeah. and like Brad crying like a girl, and like I was like, okay, what? I'm sorry, I love women. No, that's rude. I, yeah. I'm like, there's nothing wrong with crying like a girl. Like, you're dignified. Like, I cry like. A man, because I am a man. You cry like a girl, because you are a girl. But nonetheless, like wow. the it was an awkward. <laughs> was an, I know there's someone who's offended. And, no, uh, no, it's we good. almost got through a whole episode without offending anyone. No, no, no I
2: think it's I think it's good. It. I think it's good to like like I, I think your point's well made, and I think the, the reason that I was throwing <laughs> Which point? the point the point the point that was before all <laughs> uh, the points that oh, were okay. well made. Yeah, yeah. I think the, the point <laughs> that I think is well made is that like it was actually expectation that brought that to the health clinic yeah. in that moment. Yeah. But the reason I was tossing it back to Aaron is because actually when he went back with <laughs> the boys and I joined Yeah. Expectation happened there, and yeah, I exactly. think that's a place to like begin. Yeah, so we, so we, we, walked, we walked
0: back in the room. I was supposed to. Dan was finishing up his talk. It was it was about. I think it
1: was like the. It was the power of the cross. <laughs> the I, the I cross. literally preached the gospel, and then all of a sudden, I'm like finishing up the proclamation so, of the gospel. I was and to, Brad I was to walked worship. into the back of the room. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> what happened?
0: I was supposed to leave worship, so I came up to the front of the room and picked up my guitar and like started just going. I was I was getting into the routine of doing my thing.
1: Yeah, and I had then a then I plan just, that night, and you kind of just invaded the plan. <laughs> and
0: then I was just struck. I was like, "What am I? Like, I can't come up here and just resume the schedule, <laughs> right?" There, this this amazing encounter has just happened in the in the back room, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. as I I I kind of stumbled over my words, and I just told the guys, "I was like, something amazing just happened, and I want to tell you the story." And I started trying to communicate with the, what had just happened moments before. And then the door opens, and Brad walks in the room, and I was like, "Oh, and there he is." Yeah. <laughs>
2: <Right>. <laughs>
1: well, and the cool thing is, these guys all saw you go down. Like yeah, it was in yeah. front of them. They saw that they yeah. like I was close enough. I heard the noise. Like yeah. there was a crack, yeah. right? And yeah. it's not like okay, like Brad got hurt. It was like, oh dang. Well, and like, you've built rapport. Brad with the guys went down
2: because you've been competing with them a bunch, yeah. and so they're they're thinking like, okay, yeah, he's down. Yeah. Right?
0: Yeah. So. It was it was just an awesome invitation. Why? Because because that testimony was something they couldn't deny. right. Yeah. right. Because they had seen it, and now they were seeing the result of the action of God. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, long story short, that night there were fifty guys in the room. Um, something like forty of them uh, stood up and recommitted their lives to Jesus, or
1: maybe committed for the first time. Right? Well, yes. seven, yeah.
0: There were seventeen guys that night that that said that they had never known Jesus and they wanted to enter into relationship yeah. with him yeah. simply based on the encounter that they experienced. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and it what, was awesome.
2: And yeah, the other piece that I think is amazing is that the Lord, like, he permitted the bruising to stay. But I, I felt no pain. Mm-hmm. So it was almost like a constant testimony yeah. to me <laughs> that it happened. Because mm. you can wake up the next day and just be like, okay, uh. I just thought some weird things yesterday. Mm-hmm. But it was there. And in like that expectation built in me. And I, I still think it resides in me largely because the Lord allowed it to mm. remain, you know?
1: So scripture proclaims promises, which leads to testimony, which creates in people an expectation of things faith sure, which then they through that expectation of faith that hunger for god to work in their life then they open their hearts and they say okay god mm-hmm. i give you permission to move it's that fourth step
0: Kimberly Hahn and my new show Beloved and Blessed is now on EWTN radio. Every week I share scripture and my personal experience to speak to the desires and strengths of all women so that each of us can better live out our vocations as daughters of God. Tune in to find inspiration, hope, and strength in each episode.
2: Don't miss Beloved and Blessed with Kimberly Hahn, Sundays at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, only on EWTN radio.
0: If you have a few minutes a day, you can become an EWTN media missionary in your parish, in your community,
2: or through prayer. Be a part of Mother Angelica's mission. Place your gifts and strengths in service to Christ and His Church by volunteering your time and sharing the eternal Word with the world. Visit EWTNmissionaries.com
1: today. EWTN, the Global Catholic Network.
0: Welcome back to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. Beyond Damascus is aired on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network and right here in Central Ohio on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. Mm-hmm. So today we've been talking about how, how scripture um, brings us to a place of sharing testimony that builds expectation in us so that we can actually invite God to move. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to we're going to spend these last few minutes on the show today um, really just actually inviting God to move yeah you know Daniel you were just sharing that 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 praying that simple prayer of of God I invite you to move I want I want more
1: yeah right? yeah yeah I, just, I I love first of all just the one time we were sharing air and I were doing a presentation uh, um about like kind of the signs the wonders the healings and the miracles we were seeing at Damascus and we were like with these ministry leaders and this ministry leader named Dave was just like, well, put your money where your mouth is. My, my wrist has been hurting for years with like chronic wrist pain. Pray for it now in front of everyone. <laughs> and like, I'm like, oh crap. Like, I'm like scared. Like, oh shoot. Like we had to put our money where our mouth, and like Aaron's just like, oh, okay, fine. And like praise with it. And then like this guy who's been in ministry for years, just like completely testifies. He's like, whoa, the <laughs> he was so joyful and excited and like just like um, that God moved in power. And so like we can actually just say with confidence and faith that mm. we want to put our money where our mouth is, not because we like believe in us, yeah. but because we believe in the power of God. Yeah. And we w- want to pray that as expectation has been built in our listeners' hearts, that yeah. we want to pray that you would open your heart today, that Jesus would do more in your life, right? Yeah. Um, I have a priest friend who challenged a person, if you want God to move in your life, Pray, Jesus, I want more, over and over and over again for a week. Mm -hmm. And so this person, he went home, and he just started praying every night, Jesus, I want more. Jesus, I want more. And the next day he showed up. And the next day, on the sixth day, he's in his bedroom and he's praying, Jesus, I want more. And and this dude, like, kind of testifies that the power of God, the Holy Spirit, comes down in his bedroom and he was just filled with the Holy Spirit and he started to speak in tongues. And so, like, no one was praying over him, right? But, like, he had a Pentecost. In his bedroom, where a Pentecost experience in his bedroom, because he the hunger mm. and the testimony of others built in a, a, a place where his heart was, I'm, I'm inv- inviting you, God, to do more. Yeah. It didn't happen the first second, but there was a persistence and a hunger that allowed God to move. Put your money where your mouth is, man. <laughs> All right, let's pray. <laughs> in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Oh, Jesus Christ, we love you. Yeah, we know that you are the beginning and the end, the Alpha and the Omega, and you are ever present right mm-hmm. now. The, the the God who created this heaven and the earth um, wants to invade Earth today, right now, to change our lives, Lord Jesus. We want more. We want more of the Holy Spirit. We want more of the gospel to actually be revealed and manifested in our life. We want more of the acts of the apostles to become the measure of our life. Lord, we want to see the signs, the wonders, the healings, the miracles, the encounters that that happened in Moses's life, in Aaron's life, in Brad's life that happened in in the apostles' lives. We want those miracles, those signs, those wonders to happen in our lives, Lord. Mm -hmm. Come Holy Spirit. We want more, Lord. We want more more, Lord, just yeah. move and power.
0: God, we pray right now that you will come and you'll fill our hearts. Mm-hmm. God, we, we talk about encounter. We talk about the promises, but you, you're a God who keeps your promises.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So we put ourselves in this place and we pray this, not that you would impact somebody else, God, but like we say here mm-hmm. all the time, that you, that you would mm-hmm. do more in us than you want to do through us.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So Jesus, today, as, as we talk about encounter, as we talk about reestablishing the understanding of this show, that, that, that Jesus, the purpose of our life, the purpose of, of our being is, is to exist in relationship with you. So mm-hmm. God, come and fulfill mm-hmm. that purpose in us right now. Yeah. Jesus, move in our hearts. Open our hearts to receive you today. Jesus, we, we invite you in. Mm-hmm. you know we hear oftentimes that that god's a gentleman he won't force himself on you well have we actually given you an invitation to come into mm-hmm. our hearts mm-hmm. right we invite you lord jesus come into our hearts right now mm-hmm. come into our lives right now thank you jesus mm-hmm.
2: more lord more yes lord and in that invitation we invite you to invite us deeper into your love mm. we listen to your invitation god that you constantly invite us into deeper relationship with you we we hear you constantly invite us to yourself, and we pray that you would do that right now. We pray that this yeah. podcast, this radio show, this show in general, God, would lead all who listen yeah. to hear your invitation to them mm-hmm. by name. God, I pray that you would speak to us by name and invite us into relationship with you into encounter with you. Come Holy Spirit. Mm. Yeah.
0: God fill us. Like you've like you've done in the past. We pray that you do it again. Today, uh today and every day. We pray this in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Amen. Jesus. I can't wait to if if you if you've encountered the power of God in today's show, yep. yeah. uh share in comments, uh, shoot us an email. I don't even know how you would do that. Yeah, we'll, we'll, just we'll, yeah. We'll make an email. It's yeah. a,
1: it's almost as if you have an obligation to testify now. Beyond
0: <laughs> at damascus.net. There you go. That'll yeah. be live by the time you see or hear the show. <laughs> uh, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up today. We, we we talked about scripture and and testimony, uh and and expectation and then an invitation, right? That that those are those are the four ways that that we're invited into relationship with Jesus. And the last one is just we gotta activate it every single day. Yeah. And that looks different, I think, for every single person. That's that's the commitment to um to maintaining a journal where where when God speaks to me, I write it down, I honor it to entering into times of worship, mm-hmm. right? That there are mm-hmm. there are tools that we have in our tool belt mm-hmm. that that you know we have access to, right? We talk yeah. about them on today's show whether it's silence, whether it's going out and taking a walk in the midst of the beauty of creation, right? Mm-hmm. These are the things that we need to realize, they're tools that have been given to us so that we can we can actually activate this promise that God has for us here.
1: Yeah, and if God's if you want God to move in power, go to where God's moving in power, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. and so like Find those places, those conferences, those retreats, those communities where God's moving in power and hang out with the apostles in the upper room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah.
0: Friends, thanks for listening to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. You can listen to the whole version of today's show by going online to www.ewtn.com slash radio podcasts, or searching for Beyond Damascus on YouTube or your favorite podcast app.